0: Gonna. Somebody just said one. Um, Hold on, everybody. I'm trying to get all this set up, and uh, there's a little. You know what? It's just. If this is not the time for fat fingers, I'm gonna tell you that right now. This is a time. This is a tough time for everyone, but it's really a tough time for the fat fingered. That's what's going on. Hello, Facebook Live. Hello, YouTube Comedy Schools channel. Hello, Comedy Schools Radio Network.com. My name is Tony Visick. This is Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. We come to you every day at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. I don't know what time it is where you are, but you can figure it out. You, get it. you know what? Sometimes you have to take off your shoe and use your counting foot, but you'll be able to figure out what time we're on where you are. Like, if you're in Mogadishu right now, I have no idea what time it is. It might be yesterday. I have no idea. I would just say in here on the show that uh, now is not a time for the fat-fingered. There's a lot of people who are going through a lot of tough stuff in the world today, but the fat-fingered, man, are having a hard time because there's so much button pushing going on in the world right now. It's not even hard pushing button. It's not even like jamming your hand or having to use your thumb, you know, or pressing down keys. It's like little finger swipe stuff. And if you got fat fingers, man, man, it's frustrating because you're always hitting the slightly wrong thing, and the next thing you know, you've bought a thousand dollars worth of shit from eBay that you didn't want. So, um, so our hearts go out to our fat-fingered friends. I got kind of fat fingers; they're not really, you know, they're fat enough to cause an occasional problem, but not so much that I could get a disability check. I wonder if you could do that. That's a good question. That. Uh, you could apply for government disability because you're fat-fingered during a time of corroded when uh, everything requires a lot of button pushing. I don't know if anybody uh, wants, to take up that, uh, wants to take up that battle, if there's any attorneys out there who want to try to push through. Maybe we should write our Congress individuals. That's what I'm going to call them, Congress individuals. I don't want to get into any sort of, uh, I don't want to get jacked up by anybody. I want to respect all people's. So uh, I'm going to uh, call them uh, Congress individuals. Maybe someone should write. And, of course, then when you'd have to write, you're using your thumbs or your fingers, and then what you send will look incoherent, and they'll go, and then you'll get money because you have a mento disability. Not a mento. Yeah, you know what? I have a mento disability. I don't know if you know that about me. I have a mento disability. It means that I have an inability to eat uh, mentos. So um, it never becomes a big issue unless there's like a, a big bowl of them around, everybody's going, have one. You go, no, no. They go, come on, have one. Like, if they become a jerk about it, like if their entire uh, being, if uh, who they are as an individual internally depends upon you uh, accepting their gift of Mentos, you know, then it becomes a big issue. And then, you know, then you go, all right, I got a Mento disability. You happy? And then you can march. Uh, But I don't know, we ought to look into that and see if the the fat-fingered can get uh, some sort of um, disability uh, payment because um, of productivity lost during a, um, a, a time that calls for light fingers. We need to finger things lightly. Lightly finger things, ladies and gentlemen. I think that's what the world needs now is love and light fingers. Love and light fingers. That's the only thing that there's just too little of. Love and uh, light fingers. So um, there was a guy on Game of Thrones called Littlefinger, which I think that was the actor probably. Did, you know, as soon as they were yelled "cut," you go, "Little finger, what else is a little motherfucker?" Oh. You shut up. What? I, I. You don't think I have fat fingers? I have thick fingers. There you go. I'm a thick fingered man. How you doing, everybody? My name's uh, my name's Tony. Tony David. Uh huh. And I'm a, I'm a thick fingered man. How, how, how. Um. I think anybody who's tuning in right now who's never watched before is going, what the hell is this? Uh, we come to you every day at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Um, we are your daily distraction from the anger, anxiety, hoopla, and weirdness in the world today. Uh, we try to bring you some fun stuff. We try, sometimes we try to talk about lofty subjects, but we try to put a positive spin on it. Positive spin on the uh, lofty subjects that we do talk about. I don't get angry that often any longer. Uh, anger has done nothing except cost me friends and money. That's all it's ever done. Even righteous anger, righteous anger, has only ever cost me friends and money and uh, some family relationships, which I was looking to end on purpose. So I would, uh, uh, sometimes I wasn't even angry. I'd act angry so that I wouldn't have to deal with uh, uh, cousin Chi-Chi. I never had a cousin Chi-Chi. That's a fictional person I just made up right now to illustrate the point without ever actually upsetting any actual relatives who may be uh, looking at the program right now. Um, this has gotten off to an odd start. My, You know what? My brain won't stop. My brain's doing crazy stuff. Crazy. I've had a good day so far. I hope you've had a good day as well so far. And I hope the rest of your evening into the night is, uh, is uh, um, good for you as well. Uh, I got a couple things to tell you about. A couple things to share with you right now, now, before I get to the good stuff. Uh, this evening at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And right now, California, you're on the same time zone as we are. When Daylight Savings Time ends, I'll have to explain the time differences in Arizona all over again because they're as weird as a Grateful Dead uh, drum solo. But uh, I will explain that. But tonight at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, we're doing a free intro for our stand-up comedy workshops. Uh, absolutely free. In order to find out how to attend, you don't have to do much more to attend than what you're doing right now, which is staring at your phone, our uh, tablet, or computer. Maybe you got me on the maybe you got me on the big screen. Maybe you're running a drive-in movie theater and you're projecting me on there right now, and thousands of cars are watching. I I, I don't think so. But if you are, that, that's cool. We're not going to stop you. Uh, All you got to do is go to comedyschools.com, and there the meeting ID and password sits, along with a link to tonight's free intro. And that's all you got to do. That's all you got to do, and we're going to do a one-hour free intro. Lay out our whole program, how you can take all your thoughts and ideas, emotions, and turn them into something funny, something that you can enjoy creating, and that people can enjoy uh, when you share it. Okay? So, uh... Diane Hall said, is Stir Crazy closed due to the new mandates from the governor's office? To the best of my knowledge, Diane, no. I am not a spokesman for Stir Crazy, but uh, I think that they may have been uh, planning that uh, anyway just because it's very difficult for most businesses to um, maintain right now with uh, the current necessary restrictions. So I don't know. You'd actually have to write to Stir Crazy and ask them Uh, I was made aware uh, the day of the show that it would be um, uh, taking a break after our show. Uh, That's twice we've closed that place down. (laughs) Uh, Tom, the owner, is a wonderful guy. Very smart guy. Uh, His plan right now is to open up again in 30 days. In 30 days. Our plan is to be back there the uh, first Sunday in August with an afternoon show. Live afternoon show. Uh... Ken Brown says, I see you heard about those comics. I forgot their names that did the drive-in show. Yeah, I heard about that. Um, The first time I heard of anybody doing a drive-in show um, in this era, in the pandemic era, was uh, Michael Longfellow was the headliner uh, down at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy, where they set up a stage out on the high street. It's kind of a fake street. You can drive on it, but it's really kind of a separate street. It's more for uh, shops and stuff. That's more of a walking area. Uh, but they set up a stage high up on High Street, high on high, high on high, oh my, oh my, and people were able to park their cars on High Street and uh, watch uh, Michael Longfellow and a couple other guys, so that was right at the beginning of it all when I believe uh, House Comedy was still closed. Uh, anyway, six o'clock tonight, we'll teach you, we'll show you, we'll help you, uh, we'll take your hand and guide you in how to take all those wonderful Things you got bursting inside you and turn them into something positive, which are jokes, funny bits, routines, comedy sketches, etc. It's tonight at six. Um, Thursday night is the beginning of the free intro class. If you're planning on signing up, you go, I don't need no free intro. I've listened to this man talk enough. I want to learn from him. And you cough like that when you're doing it. Then uh, Thursday night at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, in order to sign up and register, Go to comedyschools.com and click the beginning class button and you can pay and register there. Wednesday night begins our advanced class all over again. Great stuff coming up for our advanced class, uh, which uh, we're, we're able to, because we have such a great talent pool in that advanced class, that's where we pull almost exclusively now the talent for our Sunday night shows, entertainment for you. So, um, that caused a great, uh uh kevin brown says "I hope it wasn't the zoom lol and you making history that's right uh, d- as far as we know we were the first and i'm kind of proud of this and by the way one of the guys who was on it randy ioma uh, just uh, tuned in um we did the first w- we brought a computer and some speakers in we didn't know how it was going to work and we had um three comics joe gannon from houston texas and randy ioma and abhinav goyle from uh greater phoenix who um we're on Zoom, so we had a live audience inside Stir Crazy, and they were on the computer, and I was worried about the sound. The sound guy was great. We put the microphone up against the little speakers I had, and they were able to perform, and I'm not kidding, you guys. I'm not kidding when I say this. They got really good laughs. They got just as good laughs as the people who were there live. They enjoyed it very, very much. So we made history by doing the first Zoom show inside a stand-up comedy club. I got to be honest with you. I don't know why more. Stand-up comedy clubs are not currently making their shows multimedia presentations. I think there's been a lot of craziness in the way people think right now. I go to a Zoom show, I go, well, wouldn't you like to be on a pay-per-view event? Well, you yeah, would like to be on that. Well, that's what a Zoom show is. Okay, it's a pay-per-view event. Say, so, shouldn't we have maybe some guys on Zoom that we've got them on a screen inside a comedy club? Well, that sounds weird. Well, it's a multimedia event. Oh, okay um angela fox says turns out you can help with things bursting inside you yes unless it's a cyst so uh for that you have to see a doctor but as far as creativity and emotions i can help you with those so we didn't make history sunday night we made history sunday night by doing a multimedia presentation inside a comedy club some for you who uh, are thinking about maybe doing our workshop and going, yeah, but how will I do shows with them? We're doing most of our shows on Zoom right now anyway. I think it's a smart thing to do. I could go out and find bars and nightclubs that would allow me to do shows. Okay, I get, I could do that, you know, but why? Why right now? Okay, um, but we're doing shows on Zoom and on those rare occasions when we do a live in-person show. You may, even if you're not here where we are doing the show, May be able to present to a live audience in a comedy club through the magic of Zoom. So, uh, we got all that going for you. Uh, this show is brought to you on three platforms, and we do three things. The three platforms are Facebook Live, YouTube, the Comedy Schools channel, and our flagship internet based radio station, Comedy Schools Radio Network.com. Three platforms for you to access the program. And we do three things. We interact with you, the audience, uh, through your questions and comments that you post, either on YouTube or on Facebook or on the uh, radio station. Um, That's one. Two, we show you some knickknack or memorabilia or oddity or something that I'm interested in or I've had laying around for a while um, that we can uh, share with you. Uh, And then I recommend um, two artists or pieces of music off of my vast vinyl album collection. It is vast. I might be halfway through it. The issue might be we get into doubles and triples. I mean, if I have 15 Grateful Dead albums and 20 uh, Bob Dylan albums, how many times do I talk about Bob Bob and Jerry? Bob and Jerry. Now coming to the stage, ladies and gentlemen, Bob and Jerry. 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 So, uh, hello, Buddy Hall, Prince. Uh, Diane Howell, thank you. Diane says Friday show was really strong. It was. And that was a class clown show. We do those every five weeks for free for you, the studio audience on Zoom as well, where all the people in the advanced class, there were like 15 uh, on that particular show, 15 people who then uh, present their show to you. And it, it went it went really darn well. It went really darn well. And thank you, Diane, for saying so. Uh, and we'll have another one of those free for you guys in five weeks. Um, okay, let's talk about the stuff. So the first thing I'm going to show you, you going to go, what? So it is a uh, beat-up little book. It's a beat-up little book. Even on the back. The cover's been long since torn off. It's from Black Sparrow Press. And it's called South of No North by Charles Bukowski. This is a book by Charles Bukowski. And you probably can't read that because it's backwards. Maybe you can read it there. Maybe it's not backwards. I don't know. But I'm telling you, Charles Bukowski. And if you're looking for stuff to read and you want to read about the very human yet dark side of human nature, you want to read Charles Bukowski, who writes about people—the ragged people, the people on the other side of town, the winos, the drunks, the people who were born losers and it got worse ever since. Um, killers and drunks. Uh, he did a. There was a movie made of one of his uh, books one time called *Barfly*, that is uh, became an instant cult classic. Charles Bukowski, great writer, complete fall down drunk, angry iconoclast, misanthrope, brilliant, brilliant writer. This book, South of No North, was given by a woman named Hetty Sontag in the 1970s, in 1978. She goes, you need to read Charles Bukowski. And she gave me the book because the writing is so gritty and honest and raw and wonderful. And so I don't know why she gave it to me because I'm none of those things or was none of those things. But classically, I will tell you this. Hey, Joe Gannon, we were just talking about your historic show. We think we made history when we had you on Zoom in a live comedy club Sunday night, you and Randy and Uh, But this book, South and Old North, was given to me, and I didn't really read it a lot at the time. I just enrolled in acting school. I was reading a lot of plays. It was a theater school, the Strasburg Institute. But I was running out of money, and um, I was living in L.A. with a... Uh, um, a girl who had moved out there with me, and we had very limited money, but I still liked drinking. I think maybe that's why Hetty gave me the book, because I loved drinking so much back then. Uh, and the Strasburg Institute at the time was on Hollywood Boulevard near Highland, right next to a real rummy bar. Uh, and I used to go immediately from class to that bar. Only they only had beer. They didn't have whiskey in that bar. Uh, and I would just get soused. Um, but I needed drinking money, but it wasn't in our budget. So someone told me about selling plasma and how you get money selling plasma. Like 23 years old, new in Los Angeles, broke. One of the worst places in the world to be broke is Los Angeles because money's all around you. You just can't touch it. Fame is all around you, but you don't get it. Okay. Um, Anyway, uh, I heard that I could get uh, 20 bucks every other week or 40 bucks, 40 bucks initially and 20 bucks every other week for selling plasma. And I didn't know where it was. Uh, I found the address. It turned out it was in South Central L.A. I had no idea what South Central L.A. was. I just saw palm trees everywhere. So the thing with Los Angeles, and I'm not saying South Central is a bad neighborhood, but just to tell you, you don't know when you're in a bad neighborhood in Los Angeles because it's so pretty everywhere. So you're getting stabbed in the kidney and someone's lifting your wallet. And you're going, but it's a beautiful day. <laughs> so I started going out to South Central and selling blood for beer money. And then I got other guys in the class, in my acting class going, yeah, you can make money. And they were all broke, too. There's been like four or five of us down there hooked up to plasma machines. And then we'd go out there and I'd get really drunk because our uh, blood was thin. But while I was hooked up to a plasma machine selling blood for beer money, I used to read Charles Bukowski, and he stayed with me to this day. Not him, the man, okay? Not any views that are spoused in the books. But the writing itself is just incredible. And uh, South of No North is a bunch of uh, short stories. So it doesn't take a, uh, it's, not like I, it's not like I recommend it. war and peace. Read the whole thing. Then tell me what you think. It's a ton of short stories. Some of them 10 pages long. South of, New North, of No North by Charles Bukowski. If you're looking for something exciting to read, read it. If you're not looking for something exciting to read, uh, read Facebook. Where there's nothing but bullshit. Uh, okay, what else do I got to tell you right now? Uh, there's Joe. There's Virgie. There's Bunny Hall. Bunchy here. Uh, oh, we're going to recommend the music now. Remember, tonight, free intro, 6 p.m. Okay, I'm going to tell you two sets of three things that will immediately move you towards being a good performer to good writer. Two sets of three things that will immediately begin to move you towards being a good performer to good writer. And if you want to know what they are, you tune in. Tonight at 6 p.m., comedyschools.com. Go there to get the meeting ID and password on Zoom. All right. First album we're going to recommend. And, I, you know, you don't really need to recommend. This band's still around a lot on a lot of album-oriented rock stations. But anyway, I love this band. Uh, never saw him in concert. Electric Light Orchestra. Electric Light Orchestra. Jeff Lynn's creation. I believe uh, Roy Wood was in it for a, a short period of time um yeah all songs by jeff lynn except 10 5, 3 uh, the 10 1, 0, 5, 3, 8, overture which is produced by roy wood and jeff lynn so on the first side uh side one is the uh, 10 1053 10, 3 8, overture um which actually i think uh, rolls into a uh, rollover beethoven uh then kuama uh, no then rollover beethoven i'm sorry there's The Overture, then Kawama, then their big hit and one of the most fun versions of uh, Chuck Berry's Roll Over Beethoven that I've ever heard besides Chuck's itself. Uh, Showdown, which was a big hit for them. Ma Ma Bell, big hit for them. Can't Get It Out of My Head, another big hit. Boy Blue, uh, and of course, Evil Woman and Strange Magic. So on this album, uh, Olay, ELO, which is a best of, is nothing but hits. So if you want to hear something fun and interesting and hear kind of a, um, uh, an amalgamation between the prog rock, progressive rock, and so many British guys were doing in the late 60s, uh, instead of psychedelia, out of San Francisco was coming psychedelia, out of uh, England was coming prog rock, progressive rock, you want to pick up this album, you want to listen to their version of "Rollover Beethoven. It's real fun the way it starts, by the way, because it starts out with uh, um, uh, a Beethoven tune. Uh, and, of course, um, uh, Evil Woman, Showdown. They're all good songs. Strange Magic is a really pretty song. Really pretty song. Can't get it out of my head. Great tunes, fun tunes, automatic hits. Jeff Lynn, uh, a shy guy, a retiring guy, a sweet guy, a humble guy. Originally a band called The Move. We talked about The Move the other day. Uh, Mid-60s, late-60s British band had a hit called Feel Too Good, which is featured and casino casino and i i'm trying to remember the scene exactly because as shirley and i were talking about casino is on i'm going i bet you don't know uh what band that is but of course uh, martin scorsese whose uh, love of music is non-parallel and the way that he uses music in his films to help the move uh, along help the movie move along uh used a move song jeff lynn went from the move to electric light orchestra and uh, Produced, yes, that's right, Andrew, nothing but hits. Hello, Andrew Freeman. And then produced a bunch of stuff and then joined the legendary Traveling Woolburys, Traveling Woolburys, originally consisting of Jeff Lynn from ELO, Roy Arbinson George Harrison, Tom Petty, and Bob Dylan. And they put out two groundbreaking, fun uh, pieces of music CDs. I think I own both cds and when we get to cds if we get to cds and i'll be honest with you when i first started doing this show i thought i'll probably never make it our way through the album collection before we find a way to deal with this pandemic and i'm thinking i'm gonna make it to the album collection and make it through some of the cds all right but uh we all gotta do whatever we can all right so uh traveling you also want to YouTube them. You'll hear some incredible music by Legends working together. Roy Arbinson was only on the first album because he passed away. And a matter of fact, he passed away before it was released, I believe. So ELO. This next band I don't recommend. Wishbone Ash. Wishbone Ash has been a punchline to me for a long time. Wishbone Ash was one of those murky, bluesy, rocky, psych. They never quite did figure out their identity. Andy Pyle, Martin Turner, Steve Upton, and Ted Turner. Not the Ted Turner who uh, formed CNN, Uh, but just a guy playing the guitar. Uh, They had a a good mid-level success, kind of like a wet willy, if you remember the band Wet Willy. And I don't know if we talked about them on the show yet. I think we did. Um, Time was, sometime world, blowing free, the king will come, leaf and stream warrior... Throw down the sword. Uh, time was was uh, the only thing that uh, was of any note on here. Wishbone Ash, Champ de Blasio, you remember them, okay? We're about the same age. Um, by the way, we have the third comic who made history Sunday night by being the first comics to do a Zoom show in a comedy club. A multimedia presentation, Abhinav Goyal, who did a great job. Okay, um, Joe... Randy and Abanov did a Zoom show. The, we had the computer on the stage, mic'd up the speakers, and they did great. They got big laughs. It was wonderful. It was very encouraging. Uh, Champ says I'm older than you, but I do remember them. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't gonna insult you, Champ, by going, "Hey, you're a lot older than me." And I don't actually know how old you are. Uh, I know that you're at least my age or older. So, Champ, would you agree that Wishbone Ash is one of those bands you listen to? Back then, going, that's pretty good, man. Or maybe you went to a concert and they were the second band on a three-band bill where you're waiting for, you know, Black Sabbath or, or uh, Moody Blues or whoever, Santana, you know, and Wishbone Ash was on the bill, you know, along with Vanilla Fudge or some such shit. Um, and that uh, you thought they were pretty good. And then a few years later, you we went back and listened and went, the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> some stuff is timeless. Some stuff lasts forever. Some stuff lasts a week. Some stuff shouldn't last through its actual production. I'm not, you know what, if anybody's out there going, I know one of the guys in Wishbone Ash, he's a good guy, he sells real estate now in North Scottsdale. Uh, I apologize. It was an effort. They went further in music than I ever did, okay? It was one of those albums that, uh, let's see, Champ says, I saw him at concert, I don't remember who it was, I was too stoned to remember that's how we all listen to Wishbone Ash. You had to be super fucked up to uh, dig Wishbone Ash, but you know, just for fun, "Time Was" was their hit. You might want to YouTube "Time Was" and uh, tell me what you thought about it. If any of you want to do that, if you want, if you want some homework, because I am a teacher, I'm a comedy teacher. If you want some homework, YouTube Wishbone Ash, YouTube "Time Was," and tell me if you agree with me. That was kind of music you could only appreciate high. And that it didn't, doesn't stand the test of time. But damn it, they tried. Uh, Abhinav, thank you. He said it was a great experience. Thanks, Tony. Um, I think that's our show for the day. Uh, just to recap, uh, we encourage you to read uh, a group of short stories by Charles Bukowski called South of, uh, let me make sure, because I always get dyslexic with the title. South of No North by Charles Bukowski. Not for the views, not for the, uh, they're pretty violent stories. They're pretty graphic. Okay, uh, they're pretty strong. Uh, they're dark. But the writing is stunning. The style, the way he creates. Great writer. Uh, we recommend that, group of short stories. We're recommending that you go back and listen to ELO, uh, YouTube, Olay ELO. And you get all the great, uh, several of their great hits. Not all their great hits. Listen to Wishbone Ash to find out if uh, they were as bad as I thought they were. And tonight, well, Thursday night, we're going to have our beginning workshop starts then. Go to ComedySchools.com, sign up, take that workshop. Wednesday night begins our advanced class. Go to ComedySchools.com to register for that one and sign up. And then you'll get your Zoom codes and then we'll start 6 p.m. tomorrow night. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, absolutely free to you, my free intro to stand-up comedy. Even if you never thought about doing stand-up comedy, it's free. It's this evening. It's one hour. You can turn off your camera, turn off your sound, just listen and see if I've got something that I can share with you that you'll find valuable too. All right. Okay, that's the show. Thanks a lot. I'll see some of you tonight. I'll see a lot of you tomorrow. You've been watching Living on a Thin Line with Tony Vizek. Bye-bye.